welcome to my crazy artist life podcast, where we lift the lid and take an honest look at all things art, creativity, and business from growing as an artist, improving your art practice, the ups and downs of being creative, as well as crafting a strong business that is enjoyable and it also nourishes the soul. Join us as we take a deep dive into what life is like as an artist in my crazy artist life. So one of the things that's happened with our podcast is we've had so much incredible feedback from other artists and people that are emerging as artists. We are definitely feeling the support and the love. It's been so encouraging for us as well, just getting all the wonderful feedback from you guys. So thank you. So many messages. Yes, it's been really awesome um, reading them out. Um, Lisa, have a read of your ones. Okay, so I've got one from Sarah. She said, hi, Lisa, I just wanted to thank you for your podcast podcast with Kat. I've recently discovered it and have been enjoying it. Thanks for your encouragement as an emerging artist to keep up the beautiful artwork. It is a joy to see. Thanks, Sarah. We appreciate that. Oh, isn't that beautiful? I've got a really sweet one from Marie. Marie? I'm oh, sorry. I don't know how to say the name. Um, she said, it's a great idea, especially to hear firsthand from artists juggling art alongside reality. Yep. And reality oh, we are. <laughs> yep. That's right. There's no, there's no shiny bubble on this one. Absolutely not. <laughs> I've got a beautiful one from Haley. She said, I've discovered your beautiful journey through Cat. I've just listened to your first podcast and it's so much fun to listen to in brackets, real artists at a similar stage to me in their beautiful creative adventures. We wish you great success. Thank you, Haley. Oh, that's beautiful. And I'm so happy that you guys have noticed that we've been friends a long while. We actually got a message from a lovely one saying Aww. we, we can <laughs> tell that you guys have been friends and it's, yeah. I love my Lisa. <laughs> we get along really well. I mean, how could you not love talking art? <laughs> I know. Art is just so fun to talk about. Um, if you do have an artist friend that you talk art with all the time, make sure you um, tag them on our next post and yeah. share it with them. Share and the embrace love. it and tell them you love them. <laughs> I know. I know. So, hey, thank you so much, everybody. We really appreciate it. Thank you. For those of you who have been listening along, you will know that we've had a brilliant giveaway for our first month of podcasting. Oh, yes. There are two great prizes that we're giving away for the wonderful listeners. It was a little bit secret squirrels because nobody knew about it, except if you listen to the podcast. That's right. We want to announce some winners. So Yes. So um, I've got 12 entries here and we're going to use a random generator to pick one of these awesome people that have sent me a dm all right so, generating now ready set go right. all right so we have generating number four okay who's number four one two three four we've got christy props i hope i'm saying that right copper and zinc design that's the winner of my lovely print um, and Lisa, do you want to have a Yep, go all right. Yours? Generating now. Okay, number six. One, two, three. Claire. 
Claire, congratulations. You've won my vintage floral um, pick. That's Claire to Tucson iArt. I will be DMing you girls. Excuse the um, pronunciation. (laughs) Sorry about that. But, yes, we will DM you the winners, your your news of being a winner. Yeah, so congratulations, everybody. Very exciting. Today I wanted to talk to you about setting healthy boundaries with clients. Now this is actually a really important part of your artist journey, your design journey, if you're doing any work where you're interacting with clients, say for example illustration, uh, if you're doing surface design work or if you're working on commissions. One of the big stresses is how do you set healthy boundaries with your customers because I have so many examples where I have personally done a terrible job and I've learned the hard way. So I wanted to just take a little bit of time and share some of my very hard learned lessons with you on how to create healthy boundaries with your clients. Why are boundaries so important? In the start, when I was working as a freelance graphic designer, I didn't think boundaries was something that I needed to worry about. I would often hear other designers talking about, you've got to set healthy boundaries, you've got to set healthy boundaries. And I really thought that they were just, it wasn't really a necessary thing. However, what ended up happening was I I found myself working very late at night. Most nights of the week, I had countless weeks where I would be going to bed at midnight, 1am working on a job where I would work weekends. I would work uh, early in the morning and it actually got to a point where it became very, very unhealthy. It became unhealthy for me. um, And it also became unhealthy for my family because I was no longer spending the quality time with them that they needed. And it can also, it does in fact impact your health if you are working nonstop and not taking a break and giving your body and your mind a chance to rest. Your immune system will, will suffer. I've had countless times where I've had a very big job that I needed to get done and I would work pretty much nonstop for days on end and I would send it to print and then the next day I would be lying flat on the couch sick as a dog because I had overworked myself. One of the biggest tips that I'd like to give you and this one is if you do any of my tips do this one. Have a clear conversation with your customer at the beginning of the relationship which defines what their expectation should be. Most of this comes around timing. For example, if you give me this commission, how soon am I able to get it back to you? How soon am I able to get the first drafts? Quite often, we like to please our customers and give them a great service. So we think that if we rush the job and bring it back to them very quickly, then they would be more happy with us not realizing that giving them a really short turnaround time will actually put an immense amount of pressure on us and it won't necessarily give them the best job. They do not know 
how much other work you are juggling at the time. They don't know if you've got other clients or other commission pieces that are in front of them. If you're working on a lot of commissions, I really recommend having a an order system. For example, the commissions get painted in the order in which they are commissioned. If you take a deposit for your commission, I would I would work on them in a timeline order. That way, if you get somebody that says, can I have it in three weeks time? You say it's not possible. I've got four other commissions ahead of you, which I need to complete first. Having a really good uh, conversation at the start about the timing, what their expectations is, is so important. What you will do is you will let them know in a polite way what and how you are going to work with them. And you will find that when you are honest and transparent and say, at the moment, I have a lot of work on, it's not physically possible for me to get it to you in this time frame. They will respect that. They will respect that. You will find that your value as an artist, your value as a creative is actually more important for them to get access to your creative talent than it is for them to get it back fast. If they really wanted to get a job back fast, they would go somewhere else and not pay for your particular uh, creative skill. What happens if you get a client that says it's, for example, if you get an illustration job for a magazine and they say, we really want you to put something in for this next issue, but we need it by Friday. This is one of those things where when you're working with um, clients in your own business, there is always a bit of give and take. There is always that time when the client really actually cannot negotiate with the timing and they do need their job delivered by a certain date. This adds a lot of pressure and this is a skill that you will learn over a period of time in how to respond to these very quickly. And yes, can I say it is totally possible to push yourself very hard, but it just needs to be for a few days to make it a short period of time. And I still do that when I have a big job due, I will push it very hard. And then after that, I know that I have a period of a break. But if you are working at a really strict timeline, when you know that you're going to be putting in the late hours, you know that you're going to be working into the night and taking away time for your own friends and your family, your hourly rate must be a lot higher to reflect the fact that you are missing out on quality time with your family. So don't ever do a job for um, the bargain basement price, and especially if they expect it back by Friday. It's not fair on you. So hold your ground and say, look, this is what I'm worth. I'm worth this much. And if you want me to do the job, this is how much it's going to be. So make sure you're very clear that if they do want it in a rush job, it is going to cost them. And that is one of those things that you'll find does happen when you're working with other clients. One of the other things that can happen when you're working with clients is, especially if you're working in a design sense or an illustration sense, where the brief, they book you for the work, but then on their side, they have delays, they have um, things that hold them up and it takes a long time for them to get the project through to you, which actually cuts into the time that you thought that you originally had. 
I have a great example and this is a terrible example when it comes to working with clients. I had one particular client which booked a very large job with me. This is going back quite a few years now. It was an extensive job and I knew it would take me 30 or 40 hours to finish this job. I was pregnant at the time. I was about three months pregnant and I said to them, please make sure you get all of the information to me so I can start working on this job. I emailed them probably every three or four weeks and it took so every time they would come back, they'd be like, it's not ready yet. The copy is not ready yet. We can't get it through to you. We've just got this little hold up. And I was, of course, in my pregnancy, getting further and further along the line. What ended up happening was they sent this massive job to me, which I knew had been coming for six months. They sent it to me on my due date. I had no choice but to absolutely work my butt off to get this job done. It was terrifying and exhausting. I literally worked through the night. There was no escaping this one. I could not have done it any other way um, but to work really, really hard. And this, unfortunately, is some of the things that do happen sometimes. Thankfully, I got the job done and it went to print. And then after that, I had my baby. But this is one of those things where when you're working with other people, especially when they're using your design skills or your creative skills, there is always the other side of the equation. Uh, You may be doing a commission for somebody and they say, we really need the commission, but we don't want you to start until we've had the interior decorator through and choose the carpets. You might be waiting for them to do different things like that. Um, this is part of the negotiation. It's a balance act. It's, it's a give and a take, and it will take time to work out how your boundaries fall in that practice. But I just want to encourage you because your skills are worth it. Your skills are worth them paying for you to do what you do. You are getting chosen to do the job because they can see the value in what you have to offer. So please make sure that you charge an excellent hourly rate or an excellent project rate so that it covers for things like what I'm talking about, where things run late, where things don't get submitted on time and the pressure comes on you to be able to turn it around very, very quickly. When you do work with a lot of clients, say, for example, if you decide to take more of an illustration or surface design um, angle to your business, what you will find is that you end up working primarily for a client who's there giving you the brief. You are taking the uh, ideas and concepts, painting them, creating them, turning them around and sending them back to the client. There will always be an ebb and a flow to working like this. If you are purely working as an artist where you're painting just for your audience and your customer base, for your collectors, you can have a lot more control over your timeline. You can control and set the dates of your collection releases. You can tell them this is the date that I am releasing my prints, for example. But when you're working with a third party client, it's actually uh, them that sets the Um, deadline quite often, you will find that you will end up with peaks and lows of works. It's just the nature of the way that it happens. You will find there will be times when you have 
a lot due in a very short period of time. And then there'll be other times where you won't have a lot of work on. It will ebb and flow all the time. You will find before Christmas, it will get very busy because everybody wants their Christmas uh, merchandise ready. What you need to do is just recognize that it will go from a swing of very busy to very quiet. When you do get that quiet time, what you need to do is use it effectively to get all of those little jobs done. When you have the opportunity, get um, the marketing done for your own business, do a bit of admin, do a bit of um, marketing, get all of your social media posts organized in advance, do some work on your own business just to keep that thriving in the gaps. That way, when you do get a really big push, when you get a very big uh, deadline or there's a lot of pressure to get things ready, you know that the rest of your business is set up so that if you do need to take a week or two away from your business, from the marketing and administration side of your business, it will keep on running. So try and make a list of the things that you can do ahead of time the things that you can plan ahead of time. Your email newsletter is an excellent example. You can actually write uh, six months worth of email newsletters and have them ready and waiting to send. Same with social media. You can work in advance on your social media and have those posts ready to go. That way you're not under additional stress thinking that you need to not only look after your client, but you also need to maintain the um, social media presence of your business running at the same time. The other great tip that I would like to give you is to set a limit on your hours. This is so important. You need to be able to switch off, especially as a creative. I find that uh, having downtime as a creative is actually one of the most important parts of creating excellent work. You need to give your body and you need to give your creative mind time to rest, time to have a break, time to think about something different. And one of the things that I really recommend is actually setting some working hours and sticking to them. This is so hard. I have done years of very late nights. And to be honest, I've done them out of necessity because I've had little kids at home, but I am looking forward to the day when my children are all at school. I will not be working at night. Close the door. If you've got a studio, close the door and don't go into your studio until Monday when it's time to start work again. Leave your studio alone over the weekend. If you're um, an illustrator Uh, You can still do um, art practices. If you're a surface designer, you can still do personal art practices on the weekend, but make sure they are purely personal art practices that are just for you. Try and close the door on all of your work practices um, on the weekends. I never check my emails on the weekend. I only check them on a Monday morning. If somebody emails me on the on a on a Friday afternoon, they will not get a reply until Monday morning, and that is okay. There is no rule that says that you need to reply within a certain time frame. You need to reply quickly, of course, but you do not need to encroach on your weekend or your personal time 
or your evening in order to reply to emails. The other great one is to turn the phone off. If you get a lot of personal messages or um, messages through Messenger or DM, if you are getting people commenting or contacting you through social media, it can be very difficult because you might be trying to wind down watching something on the TV in the evening and then you've got clients contacting you. Try as much as possible to answer them in the morning or just say, can I get your email? I'll get back to you in the morning. Things like that is totally okay. Um, The other one is just to turn your phone off. I had a client once that lived in another country and they rang to have their client meeting at about 11.30 p.m. at night. Now, I had a very good client relationship with this person and this person had been a long-term client for me So it was okay, but I have to say at the same time, I really didn't enjoy taking those very, very late phone calls. So try and set um, limits and boundaries as much as you possibly can on your time. Turn your phone off. Don't reply to your emails after hours. Close the door. One of the biggest problems with working for yourself can be burnout. It can be where you Um, overwork yourself to the point where you no longer enjoy what you do. And this is exactly what we want to avoid. It is so important for you as a creative to have that space and that time to be able to switch off and to be able to um, let your creativity grow again and refresh and renew. I often find that I am my most creative after I've had a little break. Having a proper weekend where you're not working on the weekends is so very important. I was listening to a very reputable artist just recently say that they had only taken off a handful of days in their year to spend time without working. There's a little bit of a motto that goes around in the self-employed community at the moment. And it's all about the hustle. One of the things that really worries me about this is a big push to have a hustle, but there's no boundaries. I see all the time of people who run their own business working themselves 50, 60 and 70 hours a week. This is not healthy. And the other thing is it's not sustainable. If you want a business that is going to thrive for a decade or longer or to be your lifelong pursuit, a healthy and prospering um, creative career, you really do have to set healthy boundaries because you cannot sustain hustling um, until the early hours of the morning every single night. It is not sustainable and you will end up burning out and despising your own creative practice, which would be such a shame. Creative, I just want to encourage you in your creative business. Creative businesses take a long time to grow and flourish. It is a, it is a pattern of continually investing in your skills and your talents and growing as an artist. 
I want to encourage you that you don't need to hit the big success milestones within a short period of time. You do not need to be chasing down these big numbers of income or followers. It is not necessary. You need to turn up consistently. You need to turn up honestly. And the biggest thing is you need to keep working and developing on your craft and your skill. And you will be um, very successful, trust me. But the whole idea of being a hustling entrepreneur really does not fit with the creative lifestyle. I want to encourage you to um, have a really good think about the conversation that I've had today and see how it can apply to your business. If what I've said has um, been very encouraging, I'd love for you to come and find me on social media and say hello. I'd love to hear your stories. We are actually going to continue the story of setting boundaries and we will talk about this a lot on this podcast. So make sure you come back next week for another episode of My Crazy Artist Life. And that's it for today's episode. We hope you thoroughly enjoyed it. Would you like to subscribe? That way you can get notifications when we bring out new episodes every week. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. And if you want to, you can leave a review. That would be fantastic. Have a great week and see you next time.